steps. This is not a, uh, this is just a coincidence. All right. Okay. Vocal exercise. I was dreaming when I wrote this. Forgive me if it goes astray, but when I woke up this morning, I could have sworn it was judgment day. Sky was all purple. There were people running everywhere. What's the next line? Trying to run from the destruction. Party like it's 1999. Hello. How come no one ever gets the song? <laughs> Prince. Prince. Well, yeah, I know when it sings like Prince, especially me, but yikes. Okay. I can picture this. Okay, voila. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do your intro now. Okay. okay. All right. <clears throat> bye, 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 bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Greg, and this is the podcast, my first season. Ooh, very special guest today. This guest and I worked together in Club Med Buccaneers Creek, which is in Martinique, in the 1998-1999 season. She was an aerobics geo. She has a very famous story. She arrived during a famous labor dispute, which we'll get into <laughs> in, a couple, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> very famous labor yes. dispute. Oh, dispute. my gosh. Someone wanted money. Okay. They wanted 8%. Club Med said three, and then, well, we'll let her uh, say, say the rest. So without further ado, from Vancouver, give it up, please, for Miss Shireen. Hey, hello, 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 hello. All right. Yeah, so good. So, so good. Okay. Bonjour. So yes. thank you for coming on. I'm so happy you said yes. Very thank happy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, this is, it. I'm happy to be able to connect with you because it brings me back to a place where, where my life kind of just started pretty much you know it opened my eyes to wow what, what this world has to offer so yeah bringing back bring me back to 1998 oh well, my gosh um, i'm curious yes like for the before i only know a little mm. bit about your life before so before mm -hmm. club med what uh what were you doing where were you living what were you doing what was i doing what was i doing okay well so let's start. i was born and raised in vancouver so vancouver general hospital um i was born to a filipino Parents, immigrants, they immigrated in, in uh, to Vancouver in 1974. I was born in 1975, and um, I'm the youngest of four. Went and grew up in in BC. Uh, basically, was just involved with um, sports and athletics and dance from a really young age. Since four, I believe I was and, in ballet and cheerleading. Correct. And cheerleading, yes. So I started cheerleading when I was seven. And we had the first the first cheerleading squad in British Columbia, and our coach was from the BC Lions. So there I was in uh, in grade three cheering for um, all, uh, sports teams, and so that kind of led me. I was in track and field, and that kind of led me into a place where hey, I can hang out with a bunch of girls and just yell and scream my heart out and have some sort of athleticism to it. So did that. Went through elementary school, high school, competing. Then I went and graduated from Richmond High School in their competitive program, went to UBC, started off their stent program there, and then finally went to the NBA. And that was kind of my big thing. It was a dream in the making. I, I uh, was, uh, you know, uh, lucky enough to be part of the first acrobatic stent team in the, in, in, for Vancouver Grizzlies. And from there, that kind of spun out of control. And I, ended up um, competing for the Canadian National Aerobics Competition during that same year um, and uh, competed in Ottawa and, uh, and received a bronze medal in Canada. So there I am. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. a lot lot to digest yeah. there. I'm cu- I'm okay. curious. What? To- <laughs> okay, that's it. We'll see you all next week. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's one breath. Voila. <laughs> What's it like? Uh, I guess performing at uh, I guess halftime in an NBA game. What's that? Must have been oh, crazy. Oh nah, it was just so much, so much adrenaline, so much. I mean, when you're seeing, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, uh, you know. And, and the Chicago Bulls and all those major basketball players, it's surreal. It was nerve-wracking, uh, lots of lots of hard work, lots of blood, sweat, and tears, as they say, being dropped and, you know, chucked around by base stunters and just kind of getting back up again and just learning at a young age to, like, if you fall, get up, try, keep on getting up, try, try, and try again. And, and kind of failure was never much of an option. So I've always kind of been a competitive person uh, to begin with, but um, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. And being able to share that, those moments of, you know, getting oh, 23,000 people up on their feet and the the vibration that you get. And uh, yeah, it was, it was something that had carried me through living all over the world for the last 13 years. Did you did you start with the team? Like I know I can't remember what year officially the Vancouver Grizzlies yes, entered 19, the NBA. Yeah, it was. I want to say it was nineteen ninety eight. I'm pretty sure okay. it was nineteen ninety eight. It was the inaugural season, so I was I was the um, one of the first or the first stunt acrobatic bear keeper. I was called. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And am I correct in thinking that the best, the Citizen Kane of cheerleading movies is Bring It On? Am I correct? Yeah, has there, has there yes. been a better, has there been a better one? Because I don't think so, right? Well, yeah, well, Netflix, the Netflix cheer oh, series. Yes. Now, this well, is that hardcore. was awesome too, yeah. Mm, so that's kind of, I mean, my daughter now, I have a five-year-old and so she's in competitive cheer and it's, uh, it's now become an Olympic sport. That's um, right. So, so it's, uh, it's. It's something that I grew up with and something that's given me the opportunity to travel the world. I mean, God, I, try, I was able to get a, a job at Club Med and that um, opened up so many opportunities for me. Well, speaking of, so how did mm. you, how did you, who told you about it? How'd you make the leap? Like, <laughs> okay, well, how, so, how'd you find out about Club Med? Yeah. All right. So basically um, growing up in Vancouver uh, with my siblings, uh, my, my, my siblings are in um, the entertainment industry. And it was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to leave Vancouver. I, I obtained a bronze medal in Canada, worked for the NBA, did my art and merchandising degree. I wanted to leave Canada. So I started researching escapeartist.com, cooljobs.com, any sort of job that I can just leave. So I happened upon Club Med and I applied. I went to I went to a group interview in Vancouver. And then the next day, I remember exactly where I was. Well, well wait a minute. Did they make you oh. do, do anything during this interview? Uh, did you have to no, do they- a performance? No, I didn't have to do a performance. Okay. It was in a hotel. It was just basically a presentation on geo life. Okay. And, you know, and hearing stories about all geos and et cetera. And so then I get the call, round 116th, driving. Steve Riley says, uh, calls me, and he's, he was my effector at the time. And he's like, are you ready to, you know, to take off to be an aerobics instructor in Martinique? Yes send me there so I approached my dad and my parents and said hey listen I've got this opportunity I'm I've got a job to go to club med I get to teach fitness and aerobics like why not like oh my gosh okay so dad goes to the library comes back with books 
he has he has three or four books for me on Club Med, and I read them. I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute, and, hold up. Oh, there were actually uh, three or four books written about Club Med, and yes, really, okay, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I know. Funny enough, and this one that was really vivid to me. It was a blue one, and it was white light lettering, and it and it had a story about Martinique. Le Bouquinière being like the first village, I believe was open 1969. And so I read these books. I was like, okay, I'm ready for a good time. It was just See, uh, funny. Funny you mentioned you said you were ready because nothing probably could have prepared you right? <laughs> for, what, for what you were walking into. Nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, as we mentioned at the beginning, there was a, a labor dispute. Mm-hmm. I I mercifully was in Columbus Isle still, thank God, because they wouldn't they wouldn't let me go. And now I'm so happy they didn't let me go because you arrived. And what 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 happened, uh, essentially? Oh, it was it was a complete, complete burglar. Here I am, 23, ready to leave. I get there. And my first greeting upon arriving at the gate was a what I now know was a laundry uh, GM. And so she's like, oh, you know, en français, uh, qu'est-ce que tu fais ici? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm here. I'm a geo. I, I don't speak French. And and so here out comes Nick. Um, he was uh, an English geo and he was in, I believe, in baggage or something like this. And so he's like, okay. So brings me over to the room and all of a sudden it's like, hey, the labor dispute, the GMs are uh, going on strike. They've held us hostage. You mean no the G- wait, you mean the GE, oh. GEs? GEs, G- yeah, yeah, GEs. Yeah, we yeah. gentil, gentil, um, um, gentil. Uh, yeah, gentil employee. Oui, exactly. And so, there, yeah, there was, was all I, it was just a blur. I didn't, I didn't stay in a GO room. I was greeted by GO's France. I remember she was a GO, GO from, from uh, Quebec and she ended up being my roommate. She's like, this is not how GO life is. I was, I was supposed to be fe- teaching fitness. Here I am making, you know, make, making placemats for everybody to, to eat in the restaurant. I didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> what geo life was all about. I was like, what is going on here? And all of a sudden, I remember Marcella. So Marcella, great, you're Marcella. And she was on the mic in the theater, basically translating to everybody, like, hey, you know, this is the situation. We we are we can't leave the village. We have to find transportation, et cetera, et cetera. I recall them stacking up sun loungers, like lâcher lounge chairs on top of the ski pontoon. So then the excursions, like, you know, no one could leave there. So it was kind of, you know, it was a, it was a weird kind of vibe, hostile environment in a paradise setting. And it was, and, and of course, geo life, the party and all that, it was just not what it was. Supposed to be so. Anywho, I'm this. The, we had to evacuate. It was one night. We had to evacuate. It was like a, in the middle of the night, and the Martinican army had to assist us. So here I am trying to get all these pa- guests out into the designated buses because they had buses for us to dist- distribute everybody amongst the the uh, hotels they had provided for us. I was sitting with Nick in the bus, and we had to take our baggage and put the baggage in between the window and our, you know, the inside because people, I don't know who it was, but were throwing rocks at us, they're setting cars on fire, we were leaving the village. 
and it was dark. All the all the guests, I think there was like 900 guests there. All the GOs were leaving. And then we were dispersed to all these hotels. So here we all at these random hotels. And, and, and it was like, okay, you guys are staying in these hotels until we try to figure out what you guys are going to be doing. So then I call Steve Riley. He's like, okay, this is happening. We will get you on a plane back home and then figure out where you're going to go. Okay, well, I'm not ready to go home. I was not ready to to give up like everything that I'd given up to just be there for a couple of days. So I said, is there anywhere else that you can send me? And so he ended up sending me as a, a what is this called? That au pair GO for the mini club in Ixtapa, Mexico. And so shipped me off to Ixtapa, Mexico for two weeks where Kenton Smith was my chef de village. And again, that was just a blur. And two weeks I was an au pair. Then they said, okay, everything's resolved. Back in Martinique, we're going to fly you home and then back to Martinique. And meanwhile, when I had my breakout home, I'm sitting there and on CNN News in my red baby doll dress with flowers. I specifically, I remember this because I've seen it on TV, me at the bottom of the bus line and just like escorting all the the GMs um, back to where they needed to be. So here I'm in Vancouver watching this and I'm like, okay, this is very surreal. Now I'm going back to Martinique uh, as a, as my, my position, as my geo, my fitness geo. So then I go back and I arrive back to, to uh, Martinique. Denis Anselam was my chef de village. And then, um, yeah, there I was and uh, living the life as a real geo for, I believe it was 10 months as my first season uh, uh, as a fitness geo there. And that was the time of my life. I just, I, I just, uh, every moment of it was just blissful, some not, but for the most part, uh, unbelievable that I got there and was able to stay there for 10 months and really live it. <laughs> when you, uh, when you evac- helped evacuate the guests, I was told, uh, obviously by people that worked there, you had a lot of Germans, Italian, Belgians. And I was told the only yes. people that didn't care, didn't want to leave were the Americans because obviously it was open bar for everyone because of the situation. So the Americans were like, we're good. We're good. We don't, we, we can stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay, but to be honest, I don't remember much of that because I was I, like, I wasn't, I wasn't really dealing hands-on with any of them. I just was kind of thrown in a position where I was just kind of following, kind of figuring out what I was doing, but I don't remember any of that. I remember connecting with a few GMs there, like Italian GMs, because I remember them being a, like a bunch of Italian GMs. But other than that, I, I honestly, I don't remember any of that uproar. I What I do remember, though, is just like the... Uh, the parties that we made there because you know it's like trying to make part like a party where this situation is happening so it was like we were brought to like pretty much like on our hands and knees to to make it good for everybody right in that, right. In that yeah. short amount of time I, yeah I was, I was getting yeah. uh almost daily updates from marcella that was there yeah. and i was, and I was yeah. like she had to work in the laundry and i was like oh my god thank god they <laughs> Thank God Columbus prevented me from going because they didn't want they didn't mm. want to release me. And now I like, thank God they didn't, because, uh, you know, when you do enough hurricanes like I did, you're used to having to do your job and then the uh, GE's job because they go home to protect their their home, you know, against, That's right. the, against the hurricane. So I was like, oh, my. And this was probably <laughs> a situation I didn't want to be in because of the work involved. <laughs> but mm. you have, I mean, now you have a great story to tell. 
uh, yes. Wow. Let's get yes, on to like, now when now let's get on to when it's back to normal and we'll get back on to normal. To all oh the, my gosh. All the positive and and everything because that was a great season even it um, was, oh, for someone like I, me who had who had done a lot. So uh, I don't know if you could tell at the time what a great team that Denny and Salem had there, but uh, it was a pretty special team I thought because um, a lot of there was a lot of talent there. There was a very much so, and you know what? I think that's um, when you have a, a great leader and you have people in place that basically, you know, have good work ethic and have have the ability to like progress as a whole unit. And it, it does. It comes down with it to the chef de village. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of controversy and all that, and like, gosh, the work hours. I mean, did only you know, did I think you know about only, the work hours before. I did not know about the work oh. hours. I mean, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh my god, I'm working 24 seven and doing the shows, and pretty much you're working, you're working 24 seven, arm and leg. It didn't matter, blood, sweat, and tears through it all. And for me, I'm like that anyway. So I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but. The, the 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 rehearsals after the shows and and you know the the partying the, the and the parties that you actually have to go to and all those meetings like fun as it is yeah all I can say it was it was it was a, it was one of the best experiences in my life such a growing like a, a growing experience for me made some of the best friends that I know now and and uh, bizarre because I was on I now do um, some film work and and uh, I met another I had, there's a geo that came and she had a a 45 shirt on. I'm like, Oh my God, Gio! And it was right away. It was like, Holy gosh, you have this connection. As soon as you know that you worked at club med and you know all that you put into it and like the, the families and the relationships that you make, like in an instant with the people that you work with and also the guests too. And the connections that you made, like, oh, like, wow. Like if anybody can experience what, what we've gone through as Gio is like, I can only, I can only recommend it to anyone, to everyone, you know? I'm not changed now, but wow. After that, yeah, working, what was it? Like six classes a day. Holy, six classes a day. And then I did the water ski shows. I did the, the wakeboard, like wakeboarding. And it was constant. It was, but yet I use that to this day where I'm able to kind of be able, you know, to health and fitness and sports as an advocate. And that's, I think Club Med was the, the biggest um, um, school for that. For, for us. Did you experience any kind of club med culture shock when you got there? Like, I don't know. A lot of people mentioned there was too many men in speedos, but I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like chauvinism. Okay. Absolutely. Oh my oh. gosh. Okay. <laughs> Here I am. I'm like, you know, a Canadian outspoken, not knowing a lick of French or any other language. And wow. Yes. A lot of that. And, you know, you being, uh, you know, kind of my Canadian counterpart had, had been quite a savior to me because it was like, we knew it was like, okay. And you kind of, you kind of got where I was, but yes, dealing with the, the, um, the quote unquote chauvinistic <laughs> ways. Uh, yeah, super challenging. Like, oh my God, like you really have to put put forth your best effort to kind of please whoever or whoever's on top. And I think that was, that was like, you, it was always kind of, you're trying to always try to impress the people above you so you can move ahead. But it was, it was in a, a weird controversial way. Yes. Like an, uh, if, if you if you understand what I'm saying, yes, yeah, <laughs> like no, in the no, corporate no. world, I, I work, I work, you know what I mean? Like I worked in the corporate world and where everything's kind of, you know, like executed accordingly where you can, you know, I guess climb up that corporate ladder, but with, with it's a, it's a totally different dynamic when you're there. Yes. No, no, I would agree mm. with that for sure. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to lead up to, okay, there are th- two things I didn't like in club med doing huh. them. And even when I was a chief of sport, I didn't like the sports awards and I didn't like the which, the sports, which I, the sports awards, even as a chief oh, of sport, yeah. I, I didn't like doing them. And I didn't like the uh, sports demo, but however, the only place I loved the sports awards was in Martinique because the chief <laughs> of sport, Frank, he would do it at the tour de pool. He would look at, he, he did a happy hour and barbecue. He did it around oh five and he made it sure the sun was setting. So it was an ideal place. And I, I can't remember if it was you or I, but I must've found out cheerling, but I can't remember who approached who to say, show me, let's do something when they call us, when they call land sports. Okay. Now I don't, do you remember? Like, did you? Yeah. I do. I have a picture I of it. approached you. I mean, I know we did I it, have... but I can't remember who said, let's do this and not tell anyone. Yes. I, I think it was like, let's just go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause we, you showed me how to do certain moves. That's I mean, I don't right. remember what they're called. And we, then we yes. did this every, because when Frank, the chief of sports saw it, cause we didn't tell anyone yeah. he's, yeah. I still remember his face. Like he was like, that was amazing. Like <laughs> you gotta do yeah, it again. I mean, we were, we were pretty much a duo. Like I think, yeah. Um, I think then, like, I mean, it was like, whoa, like the, I mean, like you, your talent, my talent. And I think I do, I actually have a picture that I went, you went up, I did a heel stretch on you. I know exactly what I was wearing. I have the pictures. I'll send you right. the pictures. It made it. I mean, I remember that because it was right after the water ski show. Exactly. So yes. Like, on top of that. Yes. We did it yeah, after the water ski, ever the barbecue, yes. Popeye's there, uh, grilling fish. And then remember the green flash, the chief of sport would always, always swear that when the sun hit the water, you could see a oh, green yeah. flash, but I never yes. saw it. I never saw it. Yeah. But. Neither did I. <laughs> okay. And then the Merguez, we always had those, yes. like, those really good buns with the Portuguese. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So the, that, that was my all time favorite. The only sports awards I have ever liked because it was such a beautiful spot and everything coming together and uh, you know it was magical yeah, it I, was a, I think so too and it's, it was it was memorable and I and I remember at that time too and doing it uh, whatever it was weekly it was like okay I gotta teach my classes okay now I'm gonna do water ski show okay I gotta get I gotta go back into my room I gotta shower and stuff like that because you know like I like I like to be presentable it's and and um and then I would have to go and get changed and then go and go in to do this make the medals and it was it was go 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 but it was great no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, it was yeah. fun. And I think, I think, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's where probably was the second season that where day offs, I believe, started. Uh, they might have started, right. they might have started that winter, January, oh, no, no. but then, but I know there were, I know there were day offs uh, or come, or that was the first season of day season, offs. That's I right. Believe. Yes. Yeah. So I was that, the first season of day off. I remember because I had a massage in St. Anne on the beach. I was like, whoa, this is really weird. I'm having, it was not snowing. I'm so used to like Christmas festivities and stuff. And, and it was on uh, Christmas, Christmas day I had off. And that was like, wait a minute, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to end this call right now. I'm going to clear this I'm courtroom. Really, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah the, I'm almost like, I'm pretty sure it was like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because it, I remember everyone, you know, how everyone's getting prepared. And, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm like, wow, this is really weird because everybody at home would be uh, doing their thing. And then you guys, the GOs were getting prepared for Christmas and I'm on the beach getting a massage. Oh my God. I'm glad I didn't know I would have flipped. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, how did you Wait. feel working Christmas Day? And you're like, I'm getting a massage. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And that's the thing. I think at home six kicked in a lot because it's like you were trying to make all these special moments and memories for all these other 
other guests and stuff. And, and then, and then when you, when you look down at it, you're like, Oh, well, I'd, I'd be doing this with, my, this with my family. And I'm like, Oh, this is so weird. Like it just, it was very, it was one of those times where if I could go back at, if I was there right now, I would still be there. If I didn't have a child, I think I would still be a geo. <laughs> it's like that you hear about oh my god these people have been with club med for 20 years well my i know because sometimes when you go back to reality it ain't the best you know it's like yeah. my reality of club med is way better <laughs> mm. <laughs> you are right not gonna argue there <laughs> yes 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 did you go up to, were you one of those geos that go, went up to the choreographer and said, please put me in everything? Or were you, were you approached? How did that go? Um, Frank. Frank was yes. the first choreographer. I don't know. I, you know, for me, I didn't, I didn't say anything. Like he was just like, put me in whatever. Um, yeah, he was so exact because I had a few choreographers. He was so exacting. Like he he really wrote us hard during rehearsal, but but the end result yeah. was was there. Like if your hand wasn't fully extended and this elbow wasn't ninety degree, like he would flip. And I yes. thought, oh my god, this is going to be a nightmare this season. But I have to admit, though, I still remember a GMs because you know how we would get the Club Med two G, uh, GMs and they would come to Martinique for a night or something. Yep. Well, so yep. I remember a French couple who didn't have to say this to me said that show. I can't remember the name of our french parisian show we put on but he said that show is better than the one on the boat and the boat's supposed to be the best of everything you know so that's mm-hmm. when uh, that's when it hit me what he was going for he didn't care if you were yes. back row, front row if your hand is not extended like everyone else exactly <laughs> yes 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 and that's the thing is like i mean there you can tell like i have i have all tons of pictures from that and like the costumes even marie like her costumes her design even um loic our animator and all the, the stage stuff like compared to some of the other clubs that I did and I mean there's no comparison and I mean I don't that's the only club that I have to compare with I did um, Punta Cana and Xtapa and and Paradise Island Bahamas was chief at snorkeling but when it came to everything I top hands down it was definitely not take in in every aspect and we had a really good pool of of talented geos from and I think that was that's where it was different now I think there was only a, a you know certain you know how it was it was sort of only a certain amount of Canadian geos but that team was wow yes and not yeah. not only yeah. because I was involved but when I went to I don't know if you recall four of us went to the cheapest mm-hmm. sports stage and and I think it was Flower, who's shout out to Flower, who's currently, I think, the chief in Cancun. When we were in Opio, he, he, he got us all backstage, me, Pat, friends. He said, make sure we go one after another because you had to go on stage, say your name and what village. So right. he, he kept us to the end <laughs> and he yeah. each of us came out, friends, you know. Uh, Flower, uh, Pat, and we said, you know, Greg, Martinique, and everyone's even the uh, chief of village who was an OPO Ali man couldn't never saw four four geos from one village go to the chief of sports stage. So that was uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> special, right? Like yeah. it's um yeah the the caliber and the mount, and I think also too, like, I think um age wise, like we were we were all pretty mature. Like they, I think that I think nowadays, you know, maybe the the, the did you say immature? A lot mature, younger. Sorry. I'm not sure, but I feel mature. Okay, <laughs> like I, can, I, I couldn't hear you. A little bit more okay. mature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or both. I don't know. Got it. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I, I can recount these stories numerous times and it just, uh, it, it gives me joy and pleasure. And I, I, I really, I really miss uh, the days and, and how much it brought me, how much growth and how much learning that I had to do on my own navigating as a, you know, like a single Canadian girl in an island or, and, 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 and working for a company that's French and having all the politics. Like I was very, I, I love Dominique Colliat and she, thank goodness, like I can say this now, she was on my good side. She was always, and Danny Armstrong was like, okay, when we're taking a picture, you're gonna be beside me. Okay, you you have to be in the fashion show, like on Paradise Island, Bahamas. She's like, yeah, you need to be in the fashion show. You need to be feeling the mode, you have to be here. It's like, oh, okay. I, but that it was almost like that, that pressure to like, it, 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 pressure to exceed, but I was fine with it. I, I, I worked it. <laughs> you used to do the, um, did you ever do water aerobics in the ocean? I did. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, the first time I did a aerob- water aerobics in that peak and they're top of the Yeah. The men and the men are, are walking around with speedos and looking like piggy, piggy banks. Yeah. I know. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's right. And the ladies that would change in their minds. Yes. I was just going to ask you, do you, do you remember that? Those ladies, oh, yeah. models oh, that yeah. would walk up and down the beach with a different bathing suit sure on, do. then the, the, yep. the GM would buy it and she'd change out of it. And I was like, this yep. is crazy. But yeah. They, that was me. Sell. I was right at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah they had a yeah, bag yeah, of yeah. bathing suits and would just model yeah. them and sell them. <laughs> That's right. And I, yeah, exactly. And then it was, I mean, gosh, that experience came out. I mean, me, like Canadian girl wearing a jean string, going topless and matching. Like, uh, yeah, that's only something they used to read in the books. And I read those in the books and it was like, oh yeah, li- living it. You know, ladies, calm down with aerobics. And I was like, can you put out your bathing suit? Because it's just uncomfortable to see breasts bobbing yeah, well, up and down in the middle of the ocean. Think Bye about on. me. I, I did do water aerobics in Columbus and yeah, it always threw me off when, because Columbus was a very shallow, shallow pool. So mm. I, I had to get everyone on their knees just to get everyone under the water, you know? Okay. <laughs> I we're going to move our arms like this. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Greg. Yeah, no. And I, you know what? And I do like, I'm, I'm so fond of you just like bring that kind of like ease and, and like the, you know, like the, the transition and like knowing how club med is and, you know, like, or just, you know, a little, a little sport shack. We had that little sport shack and we'd help you, you'd kind of guide me like, hey, okay, this is where we do, you know, like our games of the day and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you in particular, I love working with because there's other other sport sports uh, sport tennis, uh, people that I work with that were a little bit challenging. But I think that becomes inevitable when your your cultures are different, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, like besides Denis, were there any other uh, I don't know chef de service or managers that stood out to you? Could be any other geo too. I mean, uh, mm. from other from other services from other seasons. Yeah, I mean, gosh, like Moise, I cannot Moise. He was my chef de village. I loved him. Like he had so much energy, and his and his vibration was great. Like he and who else? Kenton Smith. I mean, he. I only had him for a couple of weeks as a as an uh, au pair, but I mean. I still speak with him um, every so often. When I was working in Paradise Island, Bahamas, uh, one person that was particularly stuck out to me wasn't an EGO, but he was Captain Webster. Which, on year, the, which year, a year were you in Paradise? Paradise? I was there 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was chef de plongée libre 
And when I found out that I was fresh uh, chef de plagerie, I was like, yes. Did you want to do you, do you want to do? Oh, picnic. oh, yeah. Cause you used to come on the picnic with me and Martin. <laughs> that was a yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy picnic. Okay. So do you, oh, so you want, you wanted to be chief of uh, snorkeling? Oh no, I think I, I don't know. No, no. Okay. So Kenton, when I met him, he's like, okay, you can come with me as a chief of reception in Morea, or you can go as a geo for um, a, 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 a chef de plongée libre. So that was my, those were my choices. And Kenton's like, I'll, I'll get, because he was, I guess, impressed with, with what I did at mini club for a couple of weeks. I pretty much just partied my ass off. But did you not want to do aerobics but, um, anymore? No, or there just, there weren't any, like, did oh, you not want to do, no. because you did uh, so much, you did so much, not, not to put anything down about chief yeah, of sparkling, no. but you were like, yeah. you could have been a chief of sports. So did you, was it that there was no aerobics position available uh, or you just, you wanted to change? Well, that was paradise. What was that? That was, uh, that was okay. So that was aerobics. Yes. You know what? I was, I was kind of done with aerobics. Like cause, uh, uh, being a fitness instructor at club med was very hard. Like yeah, it's hard on the body, day out. hard on body. Like, I don't know how many strains I had, I, you know, and, and, um, and tears and whatnot. And I remember my mom having to send me a Costco bottle of Advil and Martinique because I was in like, you know, pain. And it's just, um, yeah, it was too hard for me. So I think I was like, yeah, you know, Kenton was like, well, there's this opportunity. If you want to come with me, you can be my chief of reception in Tahiti, or there's an opportunity, at, at, or, or no, and Divide was like, there's opportunity at, to be the chef de plancher. I was like, you know what, I'd rather be the chief of snorkeling because I'm, I, I like that the sports end of it and I knew what reception was all about even though the place would have been absolutely beautiful um but then yeah like the Captain Webster and I hung out for you know um how long I think I was there for eight I don't know how many seasons I was there for one and a half seasons and uh, there I stayed and and he taught me so many things like managing the boat uh, in, in PI and from there I ended up quitting Club Med um and managing Gold's Gym in Paradise Island so that oh, was wow. my end Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember that. Uh, I remember that gym. Yeah, it was just over the bridge, right? Uh, over the bridge. That's right. Yeah. Because um, what happened was during my time off at the club, uh, uh, you know, in my time off, my days off of being a fit, uh, snorkeling instructor, I connected with Gold's Gym and I was like, hey, if you guys need any fitness classes on my day off, I'll, I, do you want to be an instructor? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, the Bohemian gold medal team. Uh, trained out of there wow. and so so I said yep I will and so yeah I taught fitness classes there and then I ended up meeting a guy um, who managed Atlantis moved in with him managed Gold's gym and trained out of there and and then um, moved to Grand Caymans and and managed the um, gym at Grand Caymans so I know pretty crazy and then I was sick <laughs> I of that I was like sick of island life but I was like okay I'm, I'm off the island I left in 98 now it's like what was it? So 1998. And then I joined a cruise ship. I ended up working for a Norwegian cruise ship as a fitness instructor uh, after, after Grand Caymans. There you go. That's something you probably didn't know. I did not. And uh, <laughs> also, also though, you, you agreed to come on again because you also yes. became a flight attendant for WestJet and you agreed yep. to come on another time and we'll talk yeah. about all that like your training and so you're still you're still going to come on right later yes i will okay I will, perfect, I will. perfect absolutely and i'll even tell you about my life aboard the norwegian cruise yes. ship yeah, as we, a fitness yeah. instructor oh, yeah we could do a duo there we can do a cruise cruise ship and flight attendant that would be awesome yeah because i was there uh september 11th in new york 
three days okay. before we left. So that's another story. Anyways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now getting back to your first season, even though that was a great, like probably one of the best new geos arriving to a village story. Were there any other uh, stories? I don't know. Funny, obviously appropriate, appropriate experiences. Appropriate uh, experience. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I arrived in Paradise Island, Kevin Bass. No, from your fear. Do you have any from oh. your first season? Oh, from my from first Martinique? season. Yeah. From Martinique. From Martinique. Do you have any? I want to hear, I want to hear the other one too, but do you have any yeah, other yeah, ones? Yeah. My, my, my Martinican stories. Oh gosh. They'd be the picnic. Okay. So I remember appropriate. Okay. Okay. Pro- yes. picnic. Even though yes. I ran, I ran the picnic. So it has to be appropriate. <laughs> no, but you know what? And those are the memories that you have. Like, I mean, guess that the, the reputation of, of, of the picnics and, and hearing about all the picnics that happened in Martinique, I think that's what kind of drove me to become the, um, the to apply to be the, the snorkeling manager is just going to be able you, to coordinate where, wait, where did you do the picnic in uh, Paradise Island? Because there wasn't one when I was there. So where, where did where, where did it take place? Uh, Rose Island. So really? it, it's like, you guys went yeah, there Rose, for the picnic? Oh, so yeah, we went, we went to Rose Island. And then sometimes we choose there was an island called Gilligan Island. So it was an island that was used in the Gilligan's commercial uh, Gilligan's um, movie mm-hmm, TV show. That's right. And then there was another. Yeah, there was a few islands that we went out. So this was to. two two thousand. Um, this is 2000. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't shortly yes. thereafter. They kind of stopped. They stopped doing picnics for various oh, okay. lawsuits yes, 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 and whatnot. Yes. So I, yes, uh, no, okay. that's probably why yeah, I, was there, I was there in 2003. So by then I think, yeah, picnics were over. Right. Right. Because I mean, gosh, we would, I mean, I love getting prepared for the picnics and is going to the, to the, the kitchen and making the sangria and like getting all the food prepared. But, you know, as far as like stories and stuff and gosh, there's so many, so, so many, so many stories, like a lot of them are like kind of eye openers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just yeah, looking openers. for the appropriate ones. <laughs> Yes, but if you don't yes, have any, yes. that's cool because yeah. not, a lot, not a lot of people do. Okay, it was a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very much a different time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I was we were living in a time where hey, like it was like the the whole crack crack room. Did you ever hear about you know yeah. about the crack crack room? Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. I think every all our listeners know. Uh, but yeah, we don't. Oh, have to go, okay. we, don't yeah. we don't have. Yeah, we don't have to go into that. But yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone I think yeah. knows knows what that is. And it's such a shock. Like it was a shock to me. I was like, what? Okay, you can actually do this. Wow. All right. And when I tell people that, it's like, yeah, they actually we would do this. We would promote all this. It's like, okay. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, gosh, like uh, my Did you meet any uh, celebrities? Oh at, yeah. At, at oh all, my god. At, at all during your time, Clement? Yes. Um one Umberto Pelizzari. Holy gosh! Yes. I oh yeah, him. Martinique. Eh? Yeah, he came to. Yeah. Uh, he came on the snorkeling boat uh, with me a couple of times to do his training. Yeah. yeah so him, um, I, I met him, and wow, I ended up re-meeting him in PI, where they end up filming Ocean Man. I believe it was. It was a. It was a Luc Besson, Besson a three D movie with That's him right. and Scott, and so. When I met him in Martinique, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I re- we established connection, and then I met him again in Paradise Island, and then I had the because I was managing a snorkeling boat, I finagled my way to getting onto their catamaran, and so I was there when they were filming the underwater scenes in in Paradise Island, Bahamas, and yeah. so uh, that yeah, him. Gosh, well, look, I'm sure. Luke, uh, did you meet Le- Luke Besson? No, he wasn't, but his I think his, he was part of the okay. whole. I think he's the most famous XGO of all time because his parents were Club Med, I believe, diving instructors. So he was one of those Club Med babies. 
Wow, I didn't know yeah, this. Then became a yeah, Geo himself. Yeah, I believe he's probably the mo- one of the most famous ones. Okay. I mean, that, that everyone knows. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then you know, other than that, like I remember just people saying, "Oh yeah, this you know French actress or all these other models or whatever." But nobody in particular that I that really stood out. I mean, here I am. Canadian girl don't know anything about anything I didn't even know about Club Med I didn't even know it even existed and uh, <laughs> but yes but I didn't, just him do you even to this day do you ever have yeah. a I ask this question a lot a recurring dream where you're back like to this day do you ever dream that you're back working at Club Med does it still happen it, to you or no you don't have it does Okay. I do. I do once in a while and or like I'll, I'll wake up and oh my god what do I have to do or like or or just times where yeah just um especially especially because I had I had you know you have relationships there I had a pretty good relationship with one of the XGOs there and and it was you know it was lots of lots of heartache oh my god a lot of heartache it it makes him a a very much a strong person coming coming and working for club bed and and in relationship building and all that um trust and but uh yeah dreams dreams that I can go back there again and live there that would be great <laughs> Amen, sister. right like an, like an over 50 club men <laughs> well, going, back to, going, going back to Martinique again now what songs do you ever hear a song that you know from club med reminds you now what what song do you remember it could be a crazy sign or another song do you remember uh, and, and when you yeah. hear it now you're like it takes yeah. you right back which which one do you recall yeah that like, one I'll, that, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine like okay, the, go the one that, okay, Denis, I don't know if you remember, when we would do the big um, French uh, Paris arrival, I thought this, I, I, I can't say the word, I can't describe the I hated so much that we would do this. <laughs> he, he would assemble all the geos in the theater. <laughs> the guests would come off the bus to the theater and he would give us all a balloon and yes. we would play Venga Boys. We like the yes. party. We, we, we and we had the, to da, 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 twirl da, around the balloon. And I yeah. hate it, but I swear to God, near the end, <laughs> I started looking forward to doing this. And now right. when I hear when I hear the song "We Like the Party," it obviously yeah. takes me back and good memories. So I was just curious if there's any crazy sign from Martinique or any song that when you hear it, it, it everything's always nostalgic. You have a favorite crazy to... sign? Do you have any? Oh, do okay. So. I'm right now, I'm in a, ma- a band called Mom Bop Band, and all of our songs oh, oh, are oh, oh, all- Hold up, hold up. Give me, uh, say that, repeat that, please. <laughs> Mom Bop, M-O-M-B-O-P. And this is a what? This is a band. So a band. now we've got a band. I do, band? All the cho- I do choreography uh, for a mom's music movement. So all of our um, music is, uh, is, is produced by Kelly Rowland. Um, oh, really? Toy Samson. Yeah, so Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. Yeah. All our music is uh, are, are all on the music platforms. So since COVID, this has been born, and it's been me able uh, allowing me to bring my passion back to the to the community. So um, there's six months that we are we've got shows booked up for us now, and say Club Med Music. I bring all of that stuff back to like kind of help us warm up when we're when we're doing our thing like like hands up and like uh <laughs> and and the one that one that totally re- uh, reminds me is schumacher remember and and it would be like okay shrimp move you got to make up moves to this to the music and but and another one from club med is ah god Oh, no, 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 no. I got don't, please. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I don't like that one. Okay. I got don't. Okay. 
but no, no, but I just want to <laughs> <Okay>. stop there. <laughs> you, you okay? You okay? These are, but okay. these are all the ones that, that, that I'm just like, what are all these songs and why are all these, why yeah. are we doing this? But I love it. You know, like I, Did I join I a cult. Am I in some kind of yes. cult? Everyone's doing it. What's going on? <laughs> yes. 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 And yeah. I mean, gosh. And uh, wow. the, the, yeah, the, yeah. Wow. Wow is right. There's a lot that, lot that brings up back. And I remember, yeah, Kevin Bat. I remember arriving in Paradise Island, Bahamas, and I had a whistle, and and it was it was before dinner time, and he comes and he's like, oh, he's like, you're the cheerleader from Vancouver, and it was right away as soon as I was there. Apparently, he had kind of made me an example on the geo in the geo meetings or their GM meetings or whatever, and he was just like, that energy I want from all of geos so it was kind of like oh okay and I remember him being like okay this energy that you have you need to make sure that everybody around you is so that's um been told that numerous times that it's like I've kind of got that ability to get ever get everybody going and I love that so that's kind of where I'm at right now is it bringing movement to people that can't you know that it can't and especially after COVID it's been hard so now everything's opening up and here we are I can't think of anyone more perfect for that boy, bringing the I heat, know. bringing the energy. That's you. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so with mom bop, and this is the thing, it's like I did all that stuff when I was younger and being, being able to do it while I was single. And now it's a different, a different, a different leaf for me where now it's like teaching moms and their kids that they can move to music. And that's been a huge part of my life. And with Club Med, all those songs and all those memories bring up so much so much happiness, you know, more happiness than not. Okay. Now, no pressure with this question, but I was wondering, did you find any of your seasons uh, magical? Was it your first one because it was the first one or do you, or do you like them all in a different way? Or do you not use the word magic? I think, I think um, Martinique was the most magical for me because it's, a, you know, French, French West Indies Island, everything about it was, was magical to me because it was my first island. Uh, it was my first job with, you know, like a completely French-speaking company, et cetera. Um, I think that that's the most magical place that I've been compared to. Paradise Island, Bahamas was good in its own way. It was just different. There was, it was, it was not as, I guess, desolate, Martinique. Dominican Republic was okay. There was a brand new village, but uh, if anything, yeah, Martinique d- definitely stood out for me the most, um, especially with the connections that I made with everybody. And you too. I mean, gosh, you know, every time, every time I... Like I see the book in my, in my, I see the book in my bookshelf. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's me there. That's Cherry there. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last question. Now, if if anyone is listening to this, like if they're on the fence about trying Club Med or, you know, should they, should they apply? Should they do it just for even six months? hundred percent. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. I do that. I mean, I say that to some of the people in my life now that are 19 on my go, go and apply, go and apply at Club Med, see what the world has to offer you. Because I mean, it's brought me now I speak seven languages. So it's like, okay, I'm in communication is the number one thing. And if you're not able to do it in, in, in your own language, then go and get out, go out there. There's so much opportunity. All yes. right. So I'm so excited. You're going to come back and tell us all about the crew, what cruise was, uh, were like and your yes. uh, experience as a WestJet flight attendant. So uh, Shireen will be back, everyone. Don't worry. 
We're just going to thank you so, so much. Long. And uh, yeah, don't Merci. hang up. I want to, I want to still talk to you, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, everyone that was Shereen from Vancouver. Thank you again from bottom of my heart for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Merci. Merci. And what else? Merci. Grazie mille. Danke schön. Salama. Those are all languages that we use, you know? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Ciao.